everybody, this is Heidi St. John, and you have found me at my little corner of the internet here at the Busy Mom Podcast. I want to take just a minute and tell everybody thank you so much for all your prayers and encouragement as we have been out on the road uh, since the end of February, and we are done now with the vast majority of my speaking for the summer and are looking forward to uh, being uh uh, in Texas, and one other event this summer before we start the Fearless Conferences in uh, Indianapolis this October and Tampa in November. So if you are interested in joining us there, I hope that you will. And we are just thrilled right now because we've had such a great response to uh, the conference and such a great um, outpouring of of emails and questions from people who are saying, yes, I want to learn how I can be stronger in my walk with God, how I can be fearless in this generation. And to that end, I have designed an entire line of jewelry uh, around uh, scriptural reminders of who we are in Christ. The first one is a fearless pendant that has 2 Timothy 1.7 engraved on it, reminds you that God isn't giving you a spirit of fear. The second one is a little arrow. Um, with Psalm 127 engraved on it to remind you that your kids have been given to you like arrows in the hands of a warrior and that you are a warrior. Uh, we need uh, more warrior moms. Uh, when you look in the mirror, I hope that you that reflection that you see is a warrior because that's who God says that you are. And the third one that we just released is called Redeemed. It's based on Isaiah 43. And that says, fear not, going back to the fear thing again, I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are are mine. And no matter what the world says, no matter what kind of things people throw at you, no matter what labels they try to slap on you, you wear the label redeemed. If you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then the minute that you accepted him into your life, he slapped a label on you and that label is redeemed and no one can relabel you. No one can do that. And so those three necklaces are available on my website. Since I'm no longer out on the road, uh, they're at the website. And you can find those by going to HeidiStJohn.com and just clicking on the store. You'll also see uh, the books that I've written and our Bible study series for families. So I hope that you'll check that out as well. Also want to remind you, this podcast is support-driven. If you are encouraged by what you hear on the podcast, we hope that you'll do three things. We hope, A, that you'll pray for us. We need your prayers. Uh, we, uh, we, we covet your prayers, absolutely desperate for them. Uh, two, we hope that you will share this podcast with your friends. We hope that you'll share it on social media. We hope that you'll leave a review at iTunes. And third, we uh, would ask that you would consider becoming a monthly partner with us. This uh, podcast is brought to you um, because of the monthly support of listeners. And so you can do that by going to firmlyplantedfamily.org and clicking on the How You Can Help link. And I will link back to that today in the show notes. I received a letter not too long ago from a, a lady named uh, Melissa who said that she had she and her husband had recently learned that they could um, not only listen to the podcast, but they could actually be a part of it by helping to support us financially. And I just want to say thank you so much. Uh, I think sometimes we can't uh, overstate how much we appreciate that. It's not only a blessing to us financially, it is an emotional and a spiritual blessing as well. So thank you for that. Uh, I want to talk today to those of you who um, are trying to overcome being a chicken when it comes to sharing your faith. And so part of that's talking to myself because I'm a little bit of a chicken. You know, some of you are like, no, she's not a chicken. Yes, I am. I actually am a big, fat, um, fuzzy chicken when it comes to sharing my faith. I think it's really easy for us as Christians to kind of, you know, be in our little Christian circle and we, we, you know, we get sort of used to, to um, hanging out with Christians and having dinner with Christians and we don't get out there and talk about the hope that lies within us. And actually, the Bible says that we're supposed to do that. We're supposed to be ready. Uh, to give an answer for the hope that lies within us. And so um, 
And I think that the enemy, which is why I, I talk about fear, which is why my women's conference is called Fearless. I think the enemy is working overtime in this culture to make us afraid. And I understand that fear. Um, but I want to talk to you a little bit about um, what God says about um, sharing your faith today and just sort of encourage you with some stories I've read online. I'm going to link back to these. There's a, a, a blog called Not Ashamed of the Gospel. And a guy named Peter wrote this blog post. I'm going to read just a little bit of it to you because he it had me laughing. I identified with this so much. And I think that you will too. He starts out by saying, there I was nervously sitting with my knees shaking up and down. My heart was beating a thousand beats a minute and my palms uh, were sweaty. And my mind was thinking about all the different outcomes that could result from what I was about to do. I'd walked into Denny's planning on having a peaceful dinner so that I can go back to my church to serve in the Welcome Center. At least that was the plan until I saw Ed sitting at a table not far from where I was eating my peaceful dinner. Ed was the mail carrier that delivered to our church where I also work. He was well known on our staff for being an extremely helpful and nice guy. However, he didn't believe in God and he didn't even seem to care much about the subjects. It was a few weeks before Easter and our church always hands out flyers to an outreach event that we have every year on Easter Sunday at the Home Depot Tennis Stadium in uh, California. It's a great event where we have a Christian band that plays music followed by an anointed message from our pastor who preaches about sin and invites people to come to Christ. It's a major evangelistic event, and there's a heavy emphasis on people getting saved. And here's his problem, and this is what I was just talking about. His problem was fear. He says, I was afraid. Halfway through my meal, I realized Ed was sitting just a couple tables away from me, and all of a sudden I had a heavy burden to give him one of the Easter flyers that I had with me. If Ed came to Christ, then I'd be privileged to have given him his ticket to heaven. <laughs> I love it. You know, there's a couple things I love about this this post. First of all, this dude is a pastor, right? And so I think a lot of you are like, oh, pastors have the gift of evangelism. No, your pastor's just like you. And I guarantee you, it's hard for us, uh, those of us, even in full-time ministry, to just walk up to somebody and share the gospel with them. The Bible says right words spoken in the right time are like apples of gold in a silver setting, right? And nobody wants to to mess that up. And uh, I love this. He says, I was motivated, but I was afraid. Um, as I was thinking about approaching Ed, I thought of all the possibilities of how things could go. He could think I was a weirdo. What if he tore up the flyer in front of me? I'd feel pretty stupid. I didn't even know what to say. What if I said something stupid that made him think all Christians were dumber than bricks? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that keeps Ed from coming to Christ, do I? My thoughts were all negative. There wasn't a single positive one. And the more I dwelled on it, the more I began to feel anxious and even a little nauseous. Man, I was such a chicken. And I began to feel the condemnation of the enemy as I felt like the worst Christian in the universe. Then I had a great idea, or so I thought. I reached the conclusion that it was better for me not to face Ed and to find another way to give him the flyer. So if I wasn't going to give Ed the flyer, the least I could do was to put it on the door of his car. That way he could see the flyer, and who knows, maybe the Holy Spirit would use it even though I was a Christian chicken paralyzed with fear. So I paid for my dinner, took the flyer that I had, and went over to his car. Ed was sitting near a glass window and was able to see his car through the window at Denny's. <laughs> I went over to his car and tried to put the flyer near the door handle of his car, but it just wasn't sticking. I tried to put it near the rubber that held the windshield together, but I wasn't able to fit it in there either. I kept on fiddling around the flyer, trying to get it to fit somewhere noticeable when all of a sudden I heard a voice yell, Hey, what are you doing with my car? Oh man, <laughs> it was Ed. And from the sound of it, he thought I was breaking into his car. I didn't know why I did this, but my first instinct was to run. Yep. I ran and got out of there. Thank God he didn't run after me. When I realized that he wasn't running after me, 
I sat down on the sidewalk, out of breath, shaking my head at the terrible outcome of my evangelistic effort. How is it that I went from being in a fearful uh, Christian evangelist to being a chief suspect of a car theft that didn't even happen? I am so stupid, I said to myself. Now I felt guilty and I was going to have to confess my sin. I didn't want him to think that I was trying to break into his car, especially because I'm pretty sure he recognized me and knew where I worked. Talk about being a bad ambassador for Christ. So I went back into Den- to Denny's and I walked straight up to Ed's table. Oh, by the way, when Ed yelled outside the parking lot when he thought he was breaking into his car, all the customers and the waiters and waitresses apparently looked outside the glass windows to see what was going on. They recognized me as I walked back into Denny's, and so now all their eyes are on me. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how you guys are right now, but I'm feeling for this guy, okay? Uh, Ed, I said, I'm so sorry about what just happened. You thought I was just breaking into your car, but all I was trying to do was put this flyer on it. Um, it's an invitation to an Easter event that our church is putting on, I said sheepishly as I handed him the flyer. Oh, said Ed, I thought you were trying to break into my car. It just got broken into twice last month. No, man, I'm so sorry about all this. Please forgive me. He was having dinner with a blonde woman who had turned her expression from anger to relief after she heard my confession. Oh, okay, no problem. I walked out of Denny's feeling like wishing I could just disappear. Have you ever felt that way? Man, you know, I'm I'm listening, you know, my my watching my husband listening to this as I'm reading it. And we're both just kind of smiling at each other because it is hard to share your faith. I mean, when we do that, uh, the the main thing we're afraid of, I think, is fear. We're afraid that we're going to be rejected. We're afraid that the message of Christ isn't going to be received. And so I want to give you just a couple of, of things. The first thing that, that I started doing several years ago um, honestly, was I started asking the Lord to give me opportunity to uh, to share His love with people that I um, don't know, and I have plenty of opportunity to do that on social media. But it's a totally different gig when you're um, in relationship with somebody, and you can actually lead that person to Christ and talk about your relationship with the Lord. And what I've discovered is um, I am a huge believer in uh, friendship evangelism, in coming into the life of somebody else, asking the Lord you know, purposely, Lord, put people in my life that I can share your hope with, with the purpose, with the goal of encouraging them. Uh, Romans one twelve says um, that we that we should share so that we can be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. So God does command us to share our faith, but it is to encourage one another. And the goal, I think, is to be mutually encouraging. And so I have a few people in my, in my life uh, right now, and maybe they are listening to this podcast, <laughs> I don't know, that I'm actually praying for. I know that they don't know the Lord, and I love these people. And I have asked the Lord to give me opportunities, and guess what? He's doing it. He's giving me um, opportunities to do it. And so I've asked the Lord, help me to find ways that would, will be meaningful to my friends to share the gospel. So like sending them a card or making a meal or taking time to just talk after you've had um, an appointment or whatever. And then to remember that really witnessing to others means being there for them and going through life and being present for one another. So don't shy away from somebody who's weeping in a corner. It might just be that that is a God-appointed moment to comfort another person. And when we share moments of laughter and tears and heartbreak, and we can um, we sh- we can share the love of Christ with them. You guys have heard me say this many times uh, at the podcast, but we have a nation right now that is in desperate need of the Lord Jesus, in desperate need of Him, and we've to the point where we've elected a president based on hope and change. Right? I mean, that was brilliant marketing because uh, Obama knew that we're in desperate trouble, 
And so he marketed himself as the guy who was going to bring hope and change. And can I just ask you if that's working for any of you? It's probably not. Why? Because hope and change is never found apart from Jesus. And if you have the Lord Jesus, you have the hope and change that this world is looking for. And so I want to encourage you, don't be afraid to share your struggles. Second uh, Timothy, when Paul was talking to Timothy in the second uh in the second book, in uh, chapter one, verse eight, he said, don't be ashamed of suffering for the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but instead share in the suffering of the gospel by the power of God. You guys share your struggles. This is one of the most powerful ways to witness because you allow God to transform your struggle into something beautiful. You're allowing, like for me, I will often, um, you know, I travel a lot and so I'm on airplanes a lot and uh, the Lord has given me many opportunities in the last several years to witness to people on airplanes. One time I, I got on a plane with a guy uh, who he and his, it was either his girlfriend or his wife. And I was sitting by the window. Normally I'm in the middle seat because I think God's trying to um, sanctify me. <laughs> but this time I was uh, in a window seat. And this young man next to me, you know, we took off and I looked over and I was about ready to say hello. And I noticed that he was crying. And so was the young woman sitting next to him. And I just, um, I said, I'm so sorry. I can see that you're, that you're having, you know, that you're in pain. And he said that his father had died suddenly in an accident. And I just, I remember just saying to him, you know, can I pray for you? And he looked so surprised at me. And I, I related to him some of the things that had happened to me that had been painful, uh, the loss of somebody that I loved and how, um, how prayer had been so meaningful. And I asked him, you know, can I pray for you? And the whole time I'm talking with him, my hands are shaking because I know that God wants me to pray for this young man. And I'm thinking, I'm on an airplane. I'm stuck with this guy. What if he thinks I'm insane? What if he calls the flight attendant, you know? And do you know that he was like, yeah. He's like, I don't, I don't believe in God, but at this point I got nothing to lose. You know, my dad just died in an accident and my mom's devastated and our family is a mess. And so I prayed over him. Well, a little, little bit later on, you know, he ended up telling me that he and so it turned out this girl was his wife. I, I find later on, and he and his wife have been struggling with infertility. And he asked me, "Would you pray for, for us? We're trying to conceive a, a child, and now that my dad is gone, it just seems even more important." And I was like, "Absolutely!" And so you can witness um, by share, just sharing your struggles, being willing to enter into someone else's sorrow so important. And the last way to, to witness, and there's a whole bunch of them, and I, I think I'll pick this up again uh, at another podcast because we could probably talk about this more. But you guys, the world is in, the the world needs Jesus. People need the Lord. And we're, I think so often we're afraid that we're going to be made fun of, that we're going to be mocked. And you do take that chance, but oh my goodness, uh, how much more uh, is that chance worth it when you just, when you are able to plant that seed? Um, to plant the seed of of the hope of Jesus in the life of somebody else. So the last way that you witness should include setting a godly example. Second Corinthians five twenty says that we are ambassadors. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, making His appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ to be reconciled to God. Witnessing is more than speaking, you guys. It's the example of Christ to others, including with strangers. So, so you might be the only person who's welcoming and respectful at your company picnic. Um, don't try to just to say the right thing. Speak from your heart and show empathy because actions that are carried out through love will send a stronger message than trying to find the right words. And my husband and I have talked about this a lot. Just our fear of witnessing so often is a fear that we're going to trip up over our words and not be able to say the right thing. And yet God is saying, if you'll just take that step and and meet that person where they are, I will help you take the next step. I will speak through you. That is the power of Jesus inside of you. That is his that is his power in your life. I want to encourage you today as I bring this podcast to an end to touch 
one life with the goodness of Jesus Christ. It really is a matter of life and death. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.